This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hear more from Free FM. For a small monthly fee, you can become a patron and support independent community media. Go to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out how. COVID-19, there's still major factors going on, and I think somebody in the Labour Party dropped the ball at one stage, and uh, what do you got to say about that? Yeah, well, it's worldwide, and um, yeah, I just read an article this morning saying that it might be transmitted just airborne now, um, just very small droplets, not what we'd have thought was the sneeze and all cough and that. So um, it's evolving all the time, mm. you know, and you know, New Zealand has taken a position of eradication, which is quite different from any other country in the world. Sure. And um, it just gives us a, a, a sense of security at the moment because we can, you know, go along our lives just as we normally are. Uh, but it does mean that, uh, you know, a lot of our borders will be closed mm. uh, to potentially anybody coming in. So that's not a non-resident. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to have some ramifications downstream, uh, especially temporary jobs and things like that. And in the rural sector, for example, yep. uh, people are looking out for agricultural contractors and all that for the next, for the harvest season, which is about to start. And, um, Mm. Uh, they had relied on a lot of sort of Irish and British drivers to do that, and they won't have that opportunity this time. And of course, it's uh, going to impact on the uh, travel and uh, from the point of view of tourism as well, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Like those tourist businesses, um, yeah, they, you can't see there being much international travel for a year or so. And uh, you know, like uh, internationally, it is opening up because their countries yep. uh, are COVID infected, so they're, <laughs> they're probably not too worried. You know, like in the end. It's there, it's not going to be stopped, um, so they let people travel. But New Zealand, with that isolationist approach, yeah. uh, means that we don't have many options. It seemed to me, from what I could gather, that uh, Todd was uh, um, sort of sli- saying that we should open our borders up sooner. Well, what he's saying is we need a plan for that. You know, oh, like, yeah. um, you know the, the thing is that at the moment it's only residents because, well, the Prime Minister doesn't want to take the risk that anybody comes in because she knows if it comes back, um, she'll lose the election. So she's just um, dead set against anybody coming in for political purposes. Um, And then you've got what Todd's saying as well. There may be some people that we need to have come in, like international students or like those drivers that are just mentioned before. And maybe we need to start working out some processes around that so if we do bring them in, um, yeah. you know, we, we've got them through a decent quarantine process, we've got them through a decent testing process, a decent tracking process, yep. and then we can um, find the happy medium between, you know, um, uh, keeping, you know, an isolationist approach, sure. but also allowing the people in that we need to keep the economy functioning. Well, the, of course, the agricultural is a, is a big one. And I see a couple of big businesses have closed some of their things, like Bunnings and uh, the warehouse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably uh, they may not come back, of course. We know that. Um, but uh, incoming people, they're still having to go to the hotels for 14 days. Well, they are, but it's very like some people get out and, and we don't know whether they've been tested or not and we don't know what's going on there, really. Right. Um, the government's in a bit of a mess with it and... And it was quite a simple process that you would have thought they'd have had right from day one, but they obviously haven't. And, um, yeah. you know, that, that's put a lot of stress on the rest of the community because we don't know if it's around or not. 
Right. Now, we've got an election coming up on the 19th of September. Some people have suggested to me quite strongly that they felt that the election should have been put back to, say, November to let this thing settle down a bit. Any thoughts on that? Well, I don't think November would have helped a lot. It would have been, okay. been better. Um, but I think, you know, to take an isolationist approach, um, you won't really be in a position to judge it until about March or April next year. Okay. So um, I would have thought if you're going to put it off, you put it off to next year. The, the danger for the PM is that if there is an outbreak in the next month or so, yep. um, what does she do? Because she's put the country into election campaign. Yep. Um, she's been very dogmatic about that and saying, no, we're not changing. And uh, and then if there is a virus, well, then it becomes very difficult to practically do the election. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think she could actually run into a bit of danger. So she's she's playing a game of roulette, you know, <laughs> um, put all the money yeah. on one, one or two <clears throat> numbers. And, uh, yeah, they might come out and they might not. This is one of those things, I think, and at least she's uh, giving some leadership, which is good, and uh, it's good to see Todd there. And uh, I gather that Simon uh, picked up uh, the um, overseas um, portfolio. Yeah, foreign affairs. Yeah, foreign affairs, so, no, That's yeah. good for Simon. So he's shown an interest in that area. Yeah. And you need, him to, you need him to be in that shadow cabinet. You know, he's yeah. an experienced politician. He's a past leader. Um, he's still got a lot to offer, and he wants to still be involved with in politics yep. and the party and, and his electorate. So, um, yeah, it's fundamental that he gets a good position and I think that's that's what has happened. And, um, you know, the, the, he's in the shadow cabinet, which is where he should be. Yeah, fair enough. I see the Minister of Health, of course, he's gone and we've got Chris Hipkins trying to juggle health and education. Seems a pretty big load for a little guy. Yeah, yeah I think, it, um, I think well, one of the things is that, that they just haven't got a team around them that she can okay. trust and, and, and give a job to. So that's really reflected in him getting that position when you might have thought that he would have had enough on his plate already with education. Yep. Uh, but, um, you know, that's, that just shows the depth of what they they think that the quality of their other members are. Mm. And, uh, you know, she should have got rid of Clark months ago and put someone in there and so they could have had a decent time to get under the job and yep. get to understand it and work on it. And, um, only for political purposes now that she's got rid of him because she knows that she's hurting in the polls around him. Yeah, yeah. So it's nothing to do with um, their, their, um, their, their so-called, uh, you know, plan of that, know. that we've got this far and that's the right time simply because she's getting too much pressure, she put the acid on him. Fair enough too. Now, of course, you've got a new boss, a new leader, as it were, Todd Muller. I haven't met him and uh, I think he was in Hamilton this weekend. Actually. Yeah, he was in Hamilton Thursday, yep. Friday. Mm. And yesterday, actually, at the Chiefs game. Yep. And, and he announced the money for the road from Cambridge to Pairi, which is a project that we, we had um, NCTA board had approved before the last election. Good. Uh, but the current government had cancelled it. And so um, it's great to see that back on track if we get back into power. Yeah, I thought uh, Valerie is going to be here. I tried to track him down and uh, had an interview with him, but uh, maybe later. Um, oh, next time, next time. We'll just give us a yell and we'll find all that I've Fair enough, yeah. too. Thanks, Valerie. And uh, so he had a good look around, went to the rugby. That was a bit of a disappointment from Chief's point of view. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it's a season to forget. Oh, Gatlin might have to get some Welsh players. <laughs> there we go, too. Uh, one of the questions that was asked to me uh, a little while ago was, the National making a late change of leader, is this a risky thing to do or was it inevitable? Well, um, it's always a difficult thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> probably the best way of saying it. Yeah. But, um, 
you know, the people that are in the current leadership team that move and then the new leadership team comes in. Yep. And um, so there's always that, that there's some very bruised personalities, you could say, as a result of it. Mm. Um, so that's difficult. Uh, Timing-wise, it doesn't give the new leader a lot of time to get known. So that that's another issue. Mm. But at the same time, you know, um, Simon had um, done a really hard job for the last two years as leader of the opposition. Yep. And not many leaders of the opposition survived that. You know, look at Labour went through four. Sure. So, um, and they were all good people, you know, like Goff and Cunliffe and that. There was nothing wrong with any of them. Uh, but they all just suffered the same fate. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a particularly difficult job. And, um, and Simon did the hard yards in it. And, you know, that's just unfortunate. But in the end, you know, the polls have gone up a little bit, which yep. reflect that, um, you know, it was the right thing to do. Uh, from a party perspective. So everybody's going to be out there doing their electioneering. When's it really get underway, seriously? Oh, I think it'll be a funny old campaign because it'll be one of them. I think you're starting to see the promises of yep. things ramping up. Um, so I think, you know, in the next couple of weeks, you'll start to see daily sort of announcements by the party. Uh-huh. And um, then I think you're right into it. Right. Oh, well, you'll have to, uh, you know, get brushed up and uh, buy new suits and everything else. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, get into it and wish you all the very best, David. Thanks for coming on. Is there anything else you want to touch on? No, all good, mate. You're good? I'll I'll talk to you in two weeks' time. Okay, thanks, Brian. You take care there, mate. You too. Okay, thanks, David. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, that was David Bennett and Ashley MP for Hamilton East, and uh, David will be with us again in a fortnight's time. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.